big hello to absolutely everyone who has joined us live and a fond howdy to those listening to us on the streaming podcast of your choice in the future. We are documentation not included. This is episode 78. I am Josie Howarth and I am joined by the bestest, the most awesome, the beardiest of all, Chris Seabach. I've had uh, I've had my beard pointed out like at, at the amount of times people have pointed at my beard this week. It's ridiculous. I had a guy, an electrician come around yesterday on a Sunday, weirdly, um, just to have a look at some new work I need doing. And he, and he was with his wife. She parked, they were parked in the driveway, and uh, he knocked on the door. And he had a big—he's a seventy-year-old guy, big, big, long white beard, just a thin one. And um, and he said, "Oh, I've just trimmed mine." And the first thing he said to me, "I've just trimmed mine." Never met him before. <laughs> and, uh, and the missus made me trim it. And I said, "Oh, she divorced me, you know, or standard." Sounded real, I get with uh, with what I'm talking about with beard, and um, and the and, and he he made me go outside and point at my beard so his wife could see my beard. Just <laughs> never met him before. That's the first thing that it, it's beards have this camaraderie that you just don't get if you don't have one. Anyway. I, I actually watched a um, a beard uh, expert on YouTube recently discussing different celebrities' beards and when you want to go close to the sides and when you want to have it. Like, he went into this huge detail. And I'm like, dude, a beard is a beard is a beard to me. And he's like, no, you've got to. Like, I'm like, whoa, yo, I have learned my lesson. Okay. There are some people who are very <laughs> um, very strict about the, the products that they're using the beard. I'm completely au naturel. I don't bother with any products at all. I do, um, I've straightened it once or twice, much to my chagrin. The, the wife mm-hmm. uh, dared me, and I did, and didn't like it. Nearly burnt my face off. Um, but yeah, it's it's just natural. No no point with with products for me. I actually uh, a our, a friend of ours, uh, Faradell, who was uh, occasionally listens to our show <clears throat> when he's not busy doing other things. <laughs> uh, he came over to uh, visit, and we went to see Highlong. And I braided into his beard a whole bunch of stones and runes mm-hmm. and everything. That was really fun. I'd be quite upset about that. I don't like. I'm. I've never, never liked anything on my face, and I certainly don't like anything in my beard. So that's why I don't use products because it just anything that's greasy. You know, if I have greasy like sun cream Ooh, or yeah. face paint, I don't like like you know for. These things that I'm about to get into when I'm talking about Eurovision, because you know the, the, there was a guy on Eurovision, <laughs> one of the one of the contestants. I think he was in one of the, um, uh, the, the semi-finals. He had like it just everything in his beard. His basically was just his beard was just basically everything, and that's all I can really say about it. They were called Circus Mercus or something like that from some country and they had some crazy weird music but they didn't get through unfortunately to the final but the, it was just mental and that's one of the Ooh. things I love about it oh, we're already tangenting we are tangenting <laughs> I'm not even going to finish my script today I'm just going to just, just oh keep yes going. we it have says. broken it let's broken. do this but yeah, I, yes. I, said I, was, I I wanted to talk a little bit about Eurovision because I don't I didn't used to like it Years ago, I was one of them who'd be like, "Oh, Eurovision! It's useless. It's, it's rubbish. You know. Oh, it's not very. Mu- All the songs are crap." And uh, but you know what? It's a celebration of culture, and it's a celebration of of not not really music. It's just a celebration of um, of of Europe. That about not even Europe. I mean, Australia's in it now, so it's not just. Mm-hmm. And, and to be fair, there are countries that aren't other countries that aren't European as well. That are in Europe, rather in the, in I can't think of them now, but I'm sure there were. Um, the sure, sure there are, but it's 
it's just a, it's if I've never been to a show, I've never been to one, but I would if it, it was you know it came home or we happened to be in the country that it was at, or we were planning a holiday or something like that. But my wife is completely obsessed with it. Every year she builds up to it and builds up to it and builds up to it. And these days I have to get excited. If I don't get excited, it kind of it upsets her a little bit. If you know what I mean, because she's so into it, and I if I if I'm just being miserable about it, which I don't, I'm not. But if I, if I am then she it affects her and affects her enjoyment of it so it's kind of our thing to do now have you ever seen it i mean when was the last time you saw it if not okay i have watched eurovision i watched it when i believe it was terry terry wogan god who was when it was wogan who did the announcements and then uh what's his name came in graham norton yeah graham norton now, I have watched Eurovision because I'm like, what the hell is this? This is a crazy, weird thing. It's been a couple of years. Like, it really, really has. And my first thing when I got introduced to it, I was like, are you all mental? Like, what are you doing? And, like, I vaguely remember something with Jedward in Ireland or something like that. Oh, yeah, I remember And that, yeah. I watched some of the stuff and I've, I've even actually watched them all the way through, but I'll tell you what sells Eurovision for me. Now I don't really care. I didn't even know it was happening until someone said, Oh man, Eurovision. And I'm like, Oh, is it on? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like it's, I, I don't really follow that source of media to be informed that it's even going on. But uh <laughs> I watch it and I fell in love with one part of Eurovision and that's the commentators Mm -hmm. because Wogan and um, Graham Norton have a way of describing and introducing because they do translations for their countries, et cetera, but they have a way of doing it where you sit there and you hear things like, I can't believe they would do something like this to themselves. And like, (laughs) they are snarky as all out and it is absolutely brilliant just how snarky they can get because it's it's done with a rather authoritative british voice and that authoritative british voice is basically laying the smackdown on things going i don't know why they let them through but they don't say it directly like that they say something else like enjoy this massive explosion of crazy things and you know i don't know why but there is you know someone being fired across the stage and oh look there (laughs) they go and it's just the greatest commentary sports should be commentated that way i think i'd actually like them then i think i agree there yeah i i that is also one of the things that kind of sold me originally when the wife kind of with her first year the wife made me watch it you know she she, she had it on and she's in charge of the telly that's, <laughs> that's the rule in our house pretty much she's always always got it um and and i watched it and you know i liked the commentary i think terry wogan was doing it when we first started watching it together i think because it's not that long ago that he died um, and he was, you know, he, he had a rule that I think it was something like the sixth song, don't start drinking until the sixth song, otherwise you will be rendered by the end of the night. Um, so that's a rule that, you know, Graham Norton's kind of followed on as well. And I think that's for the audience too, generally, but I don't think many people take much. much oh, there are drinking games all over the place for yeah. it. But um, yeah, Graham Norton, I don't know, this year he felt a little bit lacklustre, but he always has something snarky. He always has some, and he do, he's not, he doesn't keep it back. It's not just snarkiness. No. It's not, it is, he destroys them if he doesn't like them. And to be fair, a lot of the time, the songs are really good. Like, anytime there's a metal song on, 
anything that's like heavy, Graham Norton doesn't get on with it at all. And it's fine. I appreciate that he's he's not into it. But some of the metal songs have done really, really well. Um, in fact, last year, Italy won, and that's where it was hosted this year. And they it was a, a kind of an old school... It was a young band. Um, so they were in the 20s or you know, maybe mid-20s, early 30s. Um, it was a young band called Manaskin. And they um, they won with a quite a heavy, incredibly popular, name. yeah, heavy song, and yeah, the popular result that also helps bands, you know, bands and artists win. The other thing that I like about Eurovision, though, is it's the absolute. We've me and me and my wife have got a saying: um, is that band got the memo, or they they got the notes about what Eurovision is about? Because you get all these ballads and you get these songs that are written really, really well. And you, you know, some, most of the time, a really well written song with a really well put together staging will we'll win. But it's the crazy songs. It's the guy with that beard I was just talking about, which I posted into uh, into chat, by the way. So if you haven't seen it, click on it now. <laughs> Look at that guy. Um, it's the it's the it's the people being fired out. It's it's people running around in a hamster wheel in the in the stage. One of my favourite songs this year was a song called "Give That Wolf a Banana." <laughs> Give that wolf is Norway's entry, and it was these guys, two guys who were masked, so they had yellow uh, bodysuits on with kind of wolf teeth. And it, again, I'll find a picture of them. Uh, but the song is so catchy, it's unbelievable. But it's basically about give a wolf a banana, otherwise, he'll eat my grandma. <laughs> and uh, the, the, another thing as well, the background to the band is nobody actually knows who the people are because they've been masked the entire time. There's some theories, and um, think it might be someone from A1, an old boy band from the 90s. Um, but the, the, apparently they come from the moon. They've had 10 trillion downloads on their, um, on their song on, uh, on YouTube. Um, and they've, they've came to Earth to... It, it was something to do with win, a, win the competition, you know, win the entry for Norway... Uh, into, and they, they did. They, they won. To be fair, they did all right, but they didn't do as well as I thought they would. But that's. We also sit there with scorecards and everything. My wife painted her painted her um, eyeshadow in the colours of Italy this year and stuff. Well, see, this that's the thing. I think it's entertainment, like under yeah. underrated entertainment. I will state that. I think some people take it way way too far, yeah. but that can be said about anything. I think for me, I uh, the spectacle of it cuz I have there's there was a song that won one year and I was like that thing is absolutely incredible. And I honestly don't remember what it is now. But, you know, hey, I remember at least the girl who won it cuz she was really shocked that she won. Um but uh, was yeah right, like, and, I'm, and I'm not I'm not being horrible. But are you sure it was a girl? Yes. Are you sure it wasn't um, Conchita Worst? Because she was extremely happy. Conchita Worst was, uh, I think, which country was she from? <laughs> Azerbaijan, maybe. But she drag queen. Might have been Azerbaijan. No, no, no. Or was it? This was is it the one this who is did like toy? a second. Decade, it might. Now I have to go look this up. Uh, (laughs) Oh my gosh, Um, Eurovision winners! Uh, But anyway, what I find fascinating is the fact that there is an honest to goodness spectacle to it. However, it's also why I like K-pop 
Right. I'm because not there is these... I couldn't get it. But see, that's the thing. All of the K-pop uh, artists that are out there usually have some overarching story and, you know, like they're from sci-fi or they're from a couple of different planets that have come to help unite people. Like there's huge arcing stories behind K-pop bands or groups or what have you. Um, let's see. Now, I, oh my gosh, I have to go all the way back through and, and look at the winners to see who it was. So Lena. I'm now finding, I'm going to paste the video. I think it was Lena. Was it Lena? Yes, it was Lena with Satellite. So I've just posted the- That was the, back uh, in 2010. 2010. Oh God, I might not have been watching it then. Yeah, that, it was Lena. There's another thing as well about Eurovision. Um, it introduces me to new bands that I've never heard of before because they're not in our subcul- in our musical subculture. Even if I'm following music at the time, which I'm not, you know, given I'm, I've not been really been mm-hmm. doing that for the last five or so years because I just other things have been on my plate. Um, but it may, it gets me into bands that I wouldn't normally be into. I like a whole spectrum of music. I'm really really into metal. My, my main passion is like metal, hard rock, heavy heavy music. But yeah, I also like yeah. trance and dance. I also like classical music. I also I, I'm not mega keen on ballads when they're, they're played um, at Eurovision, but. Some of them were absolutely amazing. Australia had a wonderful, like it was a really heartfelt entry um, from this guy with just the a voice to die for. But the, the big shock for us this year was the fact that we probably could have won. <laughs> you know, we, we came second. We, we came second we- to Ukraine, and I find that absolutely like every time I ever watched Eurovision, we were lucky if we got a couple of votes here and there. Like mm-hmm. we were, we've done okay historically, I, but the last few years we've done really badly. I mean, we got zero points last year, and that's yes. extremely hard to do. That's extremely hard to do. That is such a rare thing. But like but- the thing is that. There are people who will tell you that if you watch Eurovision, you can get a pulse for what's going on in Europe. Gwyn's just said, um, we peaked at Bucks Fizz. I'm not oh, sure I was, a, I was alive when they were on. on. <laughs> you, you can't be that young, Chris. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you how old I'm. You can't be No, didn't young. I talk about this in a few episodes ago? You did. But it's fizz. What, when did they win Eurovision? That's got to be the 60s. Or not win. 70s. Oh my God. Maybe 80s. 80s. No, I wasn't born then. I was born in 1982. <laughs> oh my God. You're <laughs> younger than me. I'm an old lady. Oh, <laughs> so old. What the hell? But yes, yeah, so- Bucks Fizz. So uh, there's, a, there's a few other bands that I, or a few other acts this year that I really enjoyed. I mean, I enjoyed um, the Czech Republic opened, and it was a dance song, a female vocalist and two, like, someone was playing a guitar with a violin string, with a violin bow. So I, don't, I mean, I don't know which noise he was making, but there was a lot of noise going on, on stage, but it was good. Um, <laughs> but the song, I can't get it out of my head. It was so catchy and so, just a good pop song, you know, just a really good dance song and I've got it I've added it to my playlist and I'll be listening to it from now on you know there's just something really cool about it these days for me I'm maybe I'm getting old maybe maybe I'm calming I, down a bit possibly or it's also that you you don't have as many opportunities to to gain new music awareness and you know there's something about having it all consolidated into one 
basic area where you can just sit there and go, yes, no, yes, no, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, no. Oh, hell yeah. Like you can get yourself a, a little bit of a new awareness for things. Um, for me, though, I, I tend to... <laughs> Because I hang out with all kinds of generations because I game, I have access to a lot of really random music. So I end up, you know, because I'm like you. I like all kinds of things. There's very few pieces of music that I can listen to and go, what were they thinking? Very, very, very few pieces. Um, or I should say genres that just basically I cannot stand. Pretty much everything else I'm open to. And I, at least for myself, when I lived in the United States, we're very limited. And this was back when I lived there. Now, granted, I haven't lived there since like the early 2000s. So things are going to change over time. But finding the bands you listen to really was dependent upon what you could get your hands on with Napster or, you know, someone who you were talking to somewhere because. East Coast rock was different than Southern rock, was different than Midwestern rock, which was different than California Western rock, which is different than Seattle. And like every place had a touch unique sound, something a little different. And realistically speaking, nowadays, everything is at your disposal. If you want to find something, you could look up What's the latest in this? What's the latest in that? But I have found for myself personally, my current playlist, like I have a, a playlist that I call my random and my random is whatever the hell I have found that is interesting. There is one artist on that playlist that speaks and sings in English, despite the fact that she's from Iran. Okay. Everything else is in either German, French, um, or some other language. And I've just found that I'm finding more diverse cultural music not being in the United States. Now, again, mm. things could be changed, but like I've got, I've got my K-pop, I've got my J-metal, I've got like all kinds of things on that playlist. And hold on one second. <laughs> We have a guest on the podcast for those who were uh, who are listening, and those who are viewing are now seeing the guest. Hello, yes, and, this and is Stitch. We are currently babysitting the baby, babysitting. This is yes. This is a cute little baby dog. Oh, what is he? Is he um, is a terrier of some sort? Isn't he? Yeah, oh, and he, he he's a little whiny one right now because. No one's paying attention to him because he literally just woke up from a nap after having dinner. Uh, he'll fall asleep instantly um, at some point tonight, no doubt. That's what most puppies do. Potentially. What do I get nubs? <laughs> Such a <laughs> so tiny. Look how tiny he is. No, he's just the tiniest thing. Are you sure? Are so you he's sure? He's, um, he's going home. Well, we've been threatened with cricket bats and golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> cricket we'll bats and golf clubs you. if we don't return him so yeah we can't be far off you know getting a dog or two we've we've been we've been waiting to do it and now we've got we, we, we're renovating and that's the problem at the moment it's still not quite right but there's no real reason that we can't 
can't get one now. Other than we've got guinea pigs, we've got cats, and I think the cats would be a bit miffed off if we introduced a dog as well. Because they're house cats, so they haven't really got anywhere to go. You know, I'll run off to. He's going to either try and fly over to Dam, which is his current obsession right now. Or go to sleep on you. Oh, no, 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 no. Well. Okay. (laughs) So that's a transition, and there goes the tail. The tail is just nonstop. Do you want to fly? Do you want to fly? Oh, here you go. So nice of there them to offer you sports equipment to keep the puppy from uh, Freddy's Ready. <laughs> oh, Freddy, I wish. I, I literally said, go. are you are you sure you want him back? And there was a very stern, yes. I'm like, absolutely. Okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine, we'll share. It doesn't make it. It doesn't make particularly good podcast listening, though. Watching you. Well, this just this should inspire people to come watch us live at six p.m. UK time on Twitch.tv slash DNI stream. Just saying. So how many how many pets have you got at the moment? Then not including you know the the one you're looking after. None. None at all. None. We lost our baby girl a couple of months ago. She was our last baby girl. And because we're moving, mm. we didn't want to get anything else. So we're we're going to move. And we've pretty much discussed it. And once we move, we're going to have a menagerie. So yep. probably a couple of cats, a couple of dogs. If I can convince my husband, maybe a mini goat, depending upon the type of land that we live on. Um Nice. We were thinking of getting, uh, getting, you know, some he kind says of no goats. <laughs> well, he says if no goats. You, if it makes you feel any better, my wife's thinking of getting a mannequin for the front lawn. A mannequin. Mm. Like a what store do, mannequin you that you display that? clothing. Yep. Why? So we live on a main road in a fairly nice area. You know, we're we're. Some nice houses yeah. around here. The houses over the road are a couple of million pounds. You know, the pretty, pretty fancy yeah. doctors and things like that. Um, yeah, so she, we've been to going to car boots recently because we're doing lots of renovation and I need lots of little bits of tools and there's all kinds of little deals you can pick up. And we prefer to reuse rather than buy new if we can help. Right, upcycle. Anyway, we've only just recently rediscovered car boots because I don't know why. We just hadn't even entered my head to go to them. Um and there's a guy there that has a ton of mannequins that he sells at one of his on this junk stall that he does. And she's seen them, and she's like, "I want one." I'm like, "Why?" Well, well, we could put it on the front lawn and scare the birds off and stop them from uh, from eating your seeds when you're planting the seeds on the lawn, um, right? What about the school kids that walk past every day that are gonna? You know, set fire to it and steal it, and, and oh right, okay, right. Well, then what we're going to do then is we'll get it, and I'll put it out for one night a year. I'll do it on Halloween, and we'll dress him up like Freddy Krueger or something like that. <laughs> it's like no, because that'll say the same thing will happen. <laughs> the same thing will happen. Someone will set fire to it, or, or something. That and is... also, what will the neighbours say? You know. <laughs> so it, um, I find that so weird because there is. Uh, a place that has 25,000 mannequins and you can go with your car uh, and you get a little trolley and you get a fixed period of time 
to try to build and collect all the mannequins you want. Is that game? And you can use it. No. It's a... It is a place called Mannequin, so M-A-N-N-A-K-I-N. Okay. And what, and what do you I do? Only what, learned you about collect this. them and do what with them? For me, I wouldn't do a darn thing. Like, I, I don't see a, a reason for it, but you can actually hire mannequins from them. But they basically, because of the way stores work, like, they'll go through mannequins and, like, there is no real good environmental way of dealing with them. So mm-hmm. they have a mannequin graveyard. Right. And so, you could like what, you said spend you the night or stuff. Spend the night. Yes. <laughs> you can spend, uh, it's known as the body part heist. Um, <laughs> and for 50 pounds, you get 15 minutes to drive through and try and collect as many parts as you want. And I think you get to keep them. Where's this? Is this in America? No, this is in the UK. Oh my God. I have to share this with Sal, although she'll think that I'm signing off her getting. This is in Lincolnshire. Lincolnshire. Oh, that's even closer than I thought. It's in Lincolnshire. Okay. Right. Well, um, let me, uh, I'll just drop my wife an email. So she can have a look at this because I don't know if she's listening tonight. Um, what's it called again? The... But as as for having a mannequin on the front lawn, I don't know. Like I know people who are genuinely terrified of mannequins. So would you be seen as that neighbor? That neighbor. I'm thinking more about yes. the fact that blink, don't blink. Ugh. I have problems with statues because of blink. Darn you, Doctor Who. Are, are, are you lagged? I am again. Yes, you're lagged, so uh, that's why I keep talking over you. I think it's not like Josie to to keep talking. Um, right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to to my wife so she can look at it and probably go get all excited that she thinks that I've signed off. You know, her using the uh, <laughs> using the lawn. Um, but I'm gonna she refresh also said, the page. She also said, "Yeah, okay." Right, so we'll we'll do a BRB, guys. We'll be back shortly. Okay, hopefully Josie's uh, sorted out now. Very fast BRBs. Yeah, yeah very fast. <laughs> but uh, you know, um, so yeah. I, yeah I'm, so she is. The other thing that she wants to do so after after we'd eliminated all of these possibilities, such as it going to be there to scare the birds off, not poss- not really going to work probably, and also kids will destroy it. Uh, the second thing was we want it for Halloween or Christmas. So she was going to dress up as Santa at Christmas and some kind of Halloween related thing. Halloween and I said no to that as well Um, because I'm a horrible awful husband and I'm the one who obviously controls everything in our relationship as as, you know it's obvious Um, and then except the the TV the last (laughs) apart from the TV and lots of other things (laughs) and then the last thing was that she wants to um, she's gonna right so there's one of the rooms that we haven't done yet um, and it's it's the front bedroom it's going to be our guest room but it's a bit damp right now because we've got a leak problem in the in the uh, bathroom which is going to get done next month hopefully so once all that's done that room is going to be the spare bedroom plus her kind of gothic um kind of witchy wiccan type room she's into all that kind of stuff um so she wanted the mannequin for that she doesn't know what for she hasn't been able to quantify it but she's decided she's buying a mannequin and she's going to maybe put it- maybe dress it up as papagetti 
maybe or Papa Lazarou from uh, uh, <laughs> oh what's it bloody hell League of Gentlemen League, is that right League of Extraordinary Gentlemen no League of Gentlemen Mighty. is um, Mighty what Mighty Bush Mighty Bush Papa Lazarou's not the Mighty Bush no you're thinking of old Greg there old Greg that, that would be my husband thinking that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Papa Lazarou is the mate, um, is the League of Gentlemen, and it's um, Royston Versey, jobby. Yeah, anyway, if you're not into it, that's uh, it's a UK kind of cult comedy that's uh, got a very... My wife loves that, the, the people who, who wrote that, and I keep forgetting who they are. But anyway, enough about mannequins. Let's move on. Yes, enough about it, and I have, to, I have to comment on this. And this is one of those things. You haven't really had a chance yet, Chris, to meet the greatness that is Freddie. No. Freddie no, is notorious for puns. Oh, really, really okay. bad puns. And dad jokes. So we have, from Freddie in chat, the Daily Mail posted asteroid half the size of a giraffe strikes Earth off the coast of Iceland. To which they ask, which half? Surely there are better animals to <laughs> half than a giraffe. <laughs> but um, that's actually a really good question. I think it's an important question. Of a giraffe strikes the Earth of the coast of Iceland, which half? Half the size of a giraffe. Right, I get it. It's a yeah. bad joke, but it's a joke, I suppose. <laughs> it takes. Well, a I don't know if it's help. a joke. I'd have to look it up because you know it's entirely possible that this is actually a serious question from Freddie. At the same time, you just never know. But yes, they say it's half the size of a giraffe. So apparently, this is not a joke. Wait, wait, are we are we supposed to respond with what animals are? Better to half. Well, I, I, what I'd like to know is, um, does it really matter? Is it's usually tip to tail or head to, or to nose to tail as the measurements, or even feet to top of head? So it's a big asteroid. If I all, had... all think it's apparently a new ISO standard, my husband needs to be. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yep. Oh so my if god! I had, if I. Getting into DIY, I'm accumulating quite a lot of tools. If I had a handsaw mm-hmm. or I had a circular mm-hmm. saw and I wanted to cut mm-hmm. half an animal, uh, an animal in half, there is absolutely many more animals that I would rather cut in half than a giraffe. One, it's too deep for a circular saw or a handsaw, and two, you know, no matter which way I do it, it's too deep unless I cut the neck off, neck off. But then it's not half, is it? But if I go down from the tip of the, you know, the head all the way down to the tail. Giraffes do have tails, don't they? Yes, they do. The yes. little, little, yeah. Um, then I'll be there forever, lot hacking away. And as much as I don't want to say this, I think the best animal to half would be a guinea pig. No, I would, I would never want to do that. They're butterballs. You're not allowed to do that I, to I, a guinea I, I pig. Wouldn't. But they're easy. They'd be easy. No, to you half. wouldn't. You you love guinea pigs. The um, I was playing a, I was playing a game which you probably are aware of, Josie, called Rimworld uh, a while ago. Yes, um, yes. One of, one of my favourite kind of indie games of of recent years. It's, it's such a deep and mean, you know, t- deep and kind of complex game, but it's a lot simpler than Dwarf Fortress, which is kind of what it's based off. But anyway, I was playing that, and um, a herd of guinea pigs um, decided to invade my area. They started appearing. And as soon as you get a male and a female guinea pig, they start spreading like wildfire. So I decided, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and breed guinea pigs. That's what I'm gonna do in my in my little farm. So I made an area for them. I captured them all, I put them in there, gave them loads of grass, loads of hay, and loads of loads of things. And then one of them got 
I can't remember the name of the disease, but it was something like rabies. One of them got rabies and destroyed mm-hmm. all of the other ones and killed three of my farmers. So, you know, I've got less sympathy for guinea pigs these days, but digital guinea pigs. <laughs> so what's going on in chat? Along with <laughs> Olympic-sized swimming pools and London buses. All right, that's the ISO standard. That's now the new ISO links. standards. Right. It's it's just it, it uh, it's so bad, it's so bad. It, it goes back to that question, you know. If you make pants for dogs or cats, do they have four legs or two legs? Pants. Uh huh. Well, you see, this harks to a, a an argument, a regular argument that I have, the, the only argument that I have with my wife, in fact. About <laughs> oh, no. How d- the the only argument that I regularly have with my wife, and I am sticking my ground on this, and I want to know your opinion and also the chat's opinion of this. Mm-hmm. Do guinea pigs, cats, dogs, rabbits, you know, animals with four legs, and the answers in what I've just said there, do they have hands? It depends on how you define a hand. Do monkeys have hands? Yes. Do we have hands? Yes. Do guinea pigs have hands? I don't know. Do they have an opposable thumb? Nope. No. So that was that would be how you would define a hand, an opposable thumb. I would I would devise devise a hand as something that has um uh like a full grip type of a thing. So, and I don't think that I don't think that any like frogs have hands because they can do this weird grippy thing. But that's just because when I think of hands, I think of like this. So I don't know. I, I think of hands. <laughs> See, as something... puppy, puppy down here is like, oh hell no. <laughs> so Freddiness has said, well, elephants have two knees and two elbows, so two trouser legs. I, I'm along. I'm along with uh, Freddy there. Um. <laughs> people are talking about how to measure things how the length in bananas I measured a new stadium in bananas how big was the stadium in bananas a lot I would say at least 6,000 bananas depending on the length at of the banana 6, of course anyway so hands is what? your consensus that a hand must have opposable thumbs is that is that the main thing for you I, I think it's gripping ability so like, if I like if being I able lost, to like hold a ball, if I lost my thumbs and I was no longer able to grip, or I could grip with my fingers like that. Would I still have? If hands? If you lost your thumbs, you still have the ability to have had thumbs. Therefore, yes, you have hands. If I lost my fingers and I just had stumps, would I have hands? I would say no. What if? Okay. Why? Why does it change all of a sudden? It doesn't change because you, it, the these these things here, these diggly diggly bits, are part of the gripping thing. I didn't say you <laughs> needed to fingers. use your palm. That's you didn't say you needed the palm. To me, it's it's the gribbly. For those of you who are watching, this must look absolutely hysterical. It's the gribbly bits. Like that doing, to me is like a hand. Like I don't know. Like I said, it's wolf. about the definition. You're doing the dance from Eurovision with the wolf. Uh, uh, wolf. Really. 
the air banana thing. Honestly, watch the video afterwards. It's it's wonderful. It's a wonderful experience. Um, so I define hands as yes, opposable thumbs for one, but two, something I'm not walking on. I don't walk on my hands. You define that, that as something you'd... I'm not walking on. I walk on my mm-hmm. feet and I have legs that I walk on, but monkeys do not mm-hmm. need their hands to walk. They can walk upright, but they also use the hands as well to you know, get, get around and, and move along the ground a little bit, but they can walk kind of upright. So monkeys have four hands, says Freddy. Oh, I've got to agree with him there as well. But do they have legs? Uh, well, see, I just want to go look up what a hand is. And I think it's all it says, at least the, the definition of it, is the terminal part of a forelimb. So what the hell is a forelimb? A forelimb is because something that you, you, oh, my God. If that's the definition, then guinea pigs do have hands. Don't tell my wife. She's not listening. <laughs> She's watching Hellraiser. Limb. A homogamous structure in other animals like the flipper or the wing, they're known as forelimbs. So if you've got something at the extension of a forelimb, an interior appendage such as a leg, a wing, or a flipper is known as a forelimb. But the definition of a hand is either the terminal part of the human arm located below the forearm used for grasping, holding. That's when my brain, I think, automatically went to that holding thing. That's not Josie, by the way. (laughs) No, that is not me making all those noises. That is our glorious Stitch, who was like, you're not paying attention to me. Um, Consisting of, this is the consistent, wrist, palm, four fingers, and opposable thumb. That is the human hand. The definition by the dictionary. For the other one, a homogulous or similar part in other animals as the terminus part of the forelimbs of certain vertebrae hmm see you added a, a disambiguity then didn't you by that's what they have here by uh by certain vertebrates but which certain vertebrates well not not a guinea pig let's be clear on that what about <laughs> what about what about cats do cats have hands i would say no what do they have Pause. That was a bad joke. Guinea pigs have hands. Um, You didn't get it. Give me one second. (laughs) Just just for anybody who missed that, I was trying to just pause badly. I'm sorry. Oh, pausing funny. I purposefully didn't make... I I purposely made air then, just so... (laughs) Um, Sorry. Um, So, cats. she, She also says that cats have hands. She says that the I, paws, the front paws, are hands. I don't believe so. I think they're just paws. So Thank guinea you, pigs have I, paws as well. They have claws or paws on the front of their... Well, a claw is on the end of a paw. Is it? <laughs> yes, a claw is on the end of a paw. Humans don't have claws, although depends on if you want to throw acrylic on your fingers or not. Do cats have four knees, says Freddie. I don't no. know, actually. No, they they I have. haven't really looked at a skeleton of a cat. They have knees at the front, but then the rear legs are actually inverse because they've got, you know, they have that spring kind of action. And this is the same as things like uh, gazelles or antelope, deer, I think. Horses? No, horses have knees on the back, don't they? Hey, this is getting very 
This is way it's more serious deep. than I expected it to be before we started <laughs> talking about <laughs> knees and paws. Um, mm, that's my nose. We don't nibble on noses. Rat hands are colloquially, colloquially called paws, even though they're very close to human hands in function, unlike the hands of other rodents, for example, rabbits. So unlike the hands, so you, did you, right, freedom from Mars, thank you for that. Um, are you saying that rabbits have hands? I, I wouldn't know. I don't think they do. Okay, I nice. Think all, it's all paws. It's all paws unless you've got thumbs and you're not standing on them. I mean, it, but then again, he's, he had a good point with monkeys. Monkeys have four hands. They have opposable go, thumbs Freddy. on all of the limbs. It's all about the monkey. Shall we move on? <laughs> yes, definitely. Hold on. Just getting a, an ice cube for, for Stitch to play with. Oh, I nice cube. Yes. That's a that's a cheap toy, that isn't it? No, ice cubes are in honestly, they are the best thing that you can do for a puppy that's teething or has like a chewing thing because it numbs the gums. It is something that doesn't have any medicine or anything in it. So you don't have to worry about it. Are they getting the right dosage or anything? And because it numbs them and if it melts, it's just water. It's just such a fantastic thing. I've used them for animals all my life, especially the puppers. And it works really well. I read this that you one shouldn't... is... Burying them currently. Burying in the carpet. <laughs> he's bur- He's burying it. Well, he's got his little cage over to the side, and it's open right now, and he's just burying it under a blanket. <laughs> well, I've heard that. Um, yes. You shouldn't use. You shouldn't put ice cubes in, like dogs' water in summer, because it can cause them to have like, get shock or something because it's so cold. Might be wrong there. That makes sense. That makes a heck of a lot of sense. You don't want it to be overly cold. No. You really don't. Frozen so, mango could work too. That's another good choice. But yes, we were talking about hands and whether or not guinea pigs have them. I think I think we should move on because I think the general consensus, I think we can all agree that anybody listening to this podcast knows that everybody in the chat and Josie and myself all have a, a consensus that guinea pigs do not have hands and neither do cats. Thank you very much. Case closed. Wife. No more arguments. Thank you very much. Done. <laughs> Your wife is going to show up. She's going to be like, what are you she's, doing? She's, she's watching Hellraiser. She doesn't care. She's she's rather watch oh. a film she's seen a million times before than watch my podcast. Because she hates me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Josie's a bit lagged again, unfortunately. But, um, oh, uh, man. I'll refresh myself again. Let's, let's just jump into BRB one second. We're back. Yeah, we're back. I hope you enjoyed that music. I wrote it especially for you guys. You wrote the music that was in our BRB stream? I didn't. Have you heard the music on our BRB? I, I did while we were doing testing, but I haven't heard it since because yeah. I can't actually, you know, press the mutey button. So, so freedom or I from have Ma- the mutey button pressed. Be- before we move on, Freedom from Mars has just said, I'm not sure if I entirely agree with guinea pigs. I mean, I, I disagree with guinea pigs all the time. They, they cause lots of fuss in our house. Um, but, <laughs> but let's just say humans have weird paws and move on. Uh, don't start saying that we have paws. They're not weird. They're, 
the normal. These are normal hands. They're, they're I know massive normal hands as well. So. Oh, normal to who? Normal to humans. That's the only way that we can quantify normal. Surely, this is very weird to us. Like talking just about anything and everything that comes into our head. For those who are new to the show, if you've never listened to it before, <laughs> we used to have a podcast that we talked about really serious development-related, software-related stuff, and we just decided to come back and do what the hell we wanted. And, I mean, I don't know if it's working, but I'm enjoying it. I, I, I'm enjoying <laughs> the hell out of it. <laughs> I mean, we have talked about some really random things, but, but... We can move on from the pause. We can. We've got other things to talk about today. We can talk about all kinds of things. Which thing are you thinking of in specific, Chris? Well, I've talked about... Is it just random stuff? I've talked about um, my recent, in in recent years, love of Eurovision. You've talked a little bit about about pets, but was there anything else you wanted to to cover in that area? Well, it, it, it was just generally a, I could talk about animals forever. If you want to talk about animals, we could talk about all of the amazing animals out there. The fact that I really think that everybody in the world should adapt the, you know, personality of the capybara. I I agree. I mean, they're just big guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. They are. They are they actually from the same are. genus of guinea pigs that are... Uh, Just be a giant, laid-back capybara, although, man, when they attack, they can be brutal. But for the most part, they just don't care. They're they're like the laid-back version of the honey badger. So let's let's embrace uh, something that we've been asked in chat. Uh, Freddiness, again. Thank you for the participation, by the way, Freddie. It's always good to have people who are on the same wavelength and are uh, willing to to get involved. Um, if you could be any animal for a week, what animal would you be and why? An animal for a week. Just a week. Right, so do we have to quantify this a little bit? And I just I wanted to point out as well that I can't see my beard anymore. It's gone so dark now. I'm a T-shirt. Can anyone else? Is it, I have is it? lost internet connection for a second. Everything just oh. hiccuped. Am I right. lagging in my back? No, you seem to be okay. You're lagging. Oh, you are lagging. Okay. Let's let's refresh again, and then we'll answer the question. Back in a second. Right, we're back again. Put my light on. Josie's back, back and not lagging. And hopefully your internet will hold up. So, to recap, Freddie has said, if you could be any animal for a week, what animal would you be and why? And you go first for that, Josie. Oh, man. The thing is, Freedom from Mars is, is a little a bit about where I I would go with it. It would be some kind of either octopus or squid or some creature from the deep because they are bloody intelligent, but they get to hang out in one of the coolest areas on our planet, So, um, which is in the water and the ocean. It's not cool, though, the ocean. I don't agree with that. The, the The ocean is terrifying. I said one of the coolest, but... It is terrifying, but at the same time, it's one of those bodies of water that I love. I, I, I like swimming. I'm a big fan of, of water in general, but the ocean, the deep ocean, terrifies me. Well, remember, for me, it's the grade in the pool that terrifies me, because I'm sure Jaws is going to come out of that. I said that one, like, last week. Yeah. But, like... Realistically speaking, the idea of being able to spend a week underwater 
traveling and there are some really fast currents. Hmm. I mean, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a marine biologist. I totally deviated from that track, obviously. But the idea of being able to traverse the entire globe and just experience all of the things that are underground or not underground, but like under the water and uh, I would just love it. I, I granted I'd probably get into a fight with a whale. Mm. Um, but you know, the ocean's big enough for all of us. Uh, is it though? How do we know? Could go just a little bit below what you can see in the surface and it could just be full. It could be rampacked. It could be a rave down there. Raving fish. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I okay. Do you think I don't care when someone listens to this in the future, but please, please, somebody draw for me <laughs> raving squid and whales and dolphins and angular fish that are just out there like waving their little uh, bright lights in front of things before they eat things. Like, come on, bring it to me! I need to see a picture of this because that they- just sounds amazing. A, a, a disco squid. Disco squid boy. Um, what did we? What else do we have here? We had someone say a panda. That was Gwint's. Eats shoots and leaves. <laughs> I mean, is that is that funny for a reason that I missed? Or <laughs> T- take a moment and let your mind drop into a gutter. I I, I don't want to do that, and I haven't. My been my there husband yet. thinks he's a funny boy. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't get it, and I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> um, don't want to be a dolphin because so long and thanks for all the fish very good bit of uh, Douglas Adams there the, the dolphin thing I wouldn't want to be because they're brutal they bully the hell out of each other and they're known for doing things um, oh, that yeah. let's just say you don't talk about in public mm-hmm, they are mm-hmm. vicious that's creatures. why dolphinsex.org was a thing back in the uh, 90s if you ever remember that website Oh my god! It was god. as famous as the old Goatsy website back then. Oh my god! Forget about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh no! Why did you have to remind me? It was uh, great. Well, Dol- that's... Dolphin sex was great because it was just a total piss take. But whoever wrote it knew about dolphins. They knew they a bit too much about dolphins. In fact, <laughs> um, so freedom from <laughs> Mars. I think freedom from Mars wants to be a bear. Because uh, suddenly you have a bear's instead of a shroud of darkness. And, of course, it's because I've turned the light on, and you can now see my beard. And she's typed, Freedom from Mars. He, yes, I sorry. think Freedom from Mars was actually talking about your beard my existing beard. now all of a sudden. One of, one of my things is picking up on people's spelling mistakes. I'm one of them, I'm afraid, and, and grammar mistakes. <laughs> I'm just as bad. I'm awful. I'm terrible, but just just gets... Uh, and, and our glorious mod, my husband says, in case anyone's concerned, the puppy is 16 weeks old with boundless energy and he's missing his normal human, so he's being a chatty thing. He's perfectly fine, just small. Oh, yeah, he's fine. He's Mad uh, because small. Jealous of tall. He's a lovely little thing. Dolphins are bastards. Oh, my God, I can't believe... Okay, speaking of... And this is such a weird amalgamation. Speaking of fish... Speaking of discos and speaking of beards, there is an amazing beatboxing musician who does a lot of work with electronics known as Beardy Man. 
And in one of the French festivals, I think it was in Scottish Scotland's French festival, he did a song where he asked people to give him a topic and to give him a genre. Someone picked the topic fish. Someone picked the genre disco. So there is actually a song by Beardy Man known as Disco Fish. And it is amazing. Okay. So that's a weird combination of everything we've just been talking about. It was, it's such a weird <laughs> amalgamation. This just goes to prove why everything is connected. Just everything is connected, right? Just, so just simple. You said a squid specifically. Is that right? Was that like what a squid or an octopus. Something a with lots, or an of, octopus. lots of legs. Something, lots, of, lots of legs, very intelligent creatures, very super smart and able to squidge through lots of tiny little openings to move through things, yeah. See, I've had a lot of time to think about it, but I can't think of anything other than... Uh, no, I sorry, before we broke for, for your internet issue, mm. I was going to ask, um, I have to quantify this, if we have to be an animal for a week, do we know that we're that animal, or are we just that animal? Like, do we have human thought? And there's this question always gets asked when people say these kind of things. Are you getting that deep about yes, this? Yes, I have to know. I have to know. I, if, it, if it is, forget the fact you're a human, and in a week's time you then become a human again and you're like, you didn't know about it. Or are we going to know about the experience but we didn't know we were human originally? Or is it just an in-out thing and we forget completely about it? Well, so, that's a question for you, Freddie, because yeah, so, <laughs> she's the one I who think, asked it. I think if... <laughs> If I knew, if I was in a human's head, if I had a human brain, but I was inside an animal, whoa, let's, let's rephrase that. If I had a human's brain and I was an animal, then I would like to be, <laughs> I think I would, I think, um, I think I'd probably like to be a cat in that instance, because cats, cats can just get away with almost anything. I'd like to be one of our cats. Because they never leave the house, they don't do any work, they don't earn any money, they never cook any, they cook their own dinner, and they know exactly, they can tell the time, they can tell the time to the second. It, 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 the other day, I was laid in bed, yeah, it was yeah, it was in the morning, I was laid in bed, I looked at my, my watch, it ticked over to seven o'clock, Leela jumps on the bed that instant and meows at me and starts jumping on me. That's what time she gets fed every day. Oh, she should get fed every day. And I don't always feed her at the same time. Bang on, 7 o'clock in the morning. If I didn't know that I was an animal and I just got to experience it, there wouldn't be a point. So I'm not even going to answer that one. Well, see, that's, that's pretty much what Ozzy the Dev just said. You know, if we don't remember anything, then the whole experience becomes pointless. Well, there you go. Developers think alike. <laughs> they really do. We are not also, as unique hello as we think. To we you are. and to Full Stack Live, welcome and join us. Chris and I are discussing a, a, apparently really random things today, which has ended up in us talking about what animal we want to be. Thanks to a question from Freddiness, but yeah, uh, so we, we're just so yeah. Full Stack Live. If you just have joined us, um, we we normally do a development. Po- well, normally we used to do a development podcast. We can't be bothered anymore. Simple as that. We're just talking rubbish now. Well, no, see, I, this is the thing. We, Chris, I had a huge conversation about like, like, how do we want to name our, our new topic because our new podcast? Because we're basically going to talk and shoot the shit about whatever. Because we're really 
we used to be really good about staying without going off on tangents, but tangents can be really exciting. And Chris and I love to talk about a lot of different things. And we stuck with the term documentation not included because life does not come with a manual at all. So in our case, it's still very true. And last week we did actually talk, we talked about code reviews last week. So we're still talking some dev stuff, but for the most part, it's really whatever comes to mind. And if you guys have questions for us, I, I have no doubt that we'll also sort of tackle some of those as well as we go. So um, just, I know I know someone said no discussions about hands um, to do with <laughs> That's squids. That's a pro but about that, being now, squids. Now we have to. It's also a huge pro about being squid. No discussion about hands. What? So why? Why could a cat or a guinea pig have a hand, or but a squid couldn't? It can I thought we things. agreed that guinea pigs don't have hands. I, I, I forced that upon everybody. I thrust that upon everybody. I think you'll find you're forcing us to have that opinion. <laughs> but, but in terms Fair of squids, enough. so your your definition of a hand was being able to grip with something multi multi things with opposable thumbs. So a squid wouldn't is, have a hand. The thing is, it wouldn't have a hand because it itself would be the hand if we were to try to go with that with the definition. But we ended up looking it up and looking at four limbs and figuring out what a four <laughs> limb is and how some vertebrates have them. And as you know, octopod, what vertebrae? But that that phrase from Freddie just now, there's nothing at the end of the limb. That just, that just made me laugh. There's nothing at the end of the limb. There is, the suckers, but the suckers all the way down the limb. Are they called suckers? I'm Don't they have suckers. a technical term? I think you find you're, you were the one who failed being a marine biologist. I've done marine biology. I am I told fully you, I, told, you I was like three, four, five when I wanted to be a marine biologist. <laughs> I deviated when I discovered that when you take apart a stereo system, there are no little people in there. Oh, we've got At a which new, point in time, I had to know about that. We've got a new definition of, uh, of what a hand is. A squid has no bones, no skeleton. And, and I'm assuming this should be therefore no hands. That's an assumption on my mm-hmm. part. So sorry if that uh, assumes uh, is is, is it an incorrect assumption, freedom from Mars. But do you have to have a skeleton to have hands? Yes. Okay. It's raining very heavily. Sorry, I just don't know if you can hear that in the background. But no. Just started. Um, but okay. yes, to have hands, you have to be a vertebrate, apparently, according to dictionary. And you have to have bones. Okay, no, you, you, I, you did read it out earlier. Sh- shall we move on from hands? Because, you know, I'm, I'm winning I, this I, I'm curious as to how we ended up back in hands. Because um, Freddiness said, um, if you want to be an octopus, you don't have to talk about hands. And I said, no, 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 absolutely, let's talk about hands. I don't have to talk at all if I'm an octopus. It's not like my vegan's going to be sitting there having a conversation with everybody. That's in interesting, fact, isn't I it? I would love to be one of the color-changing cho- ones, the ones that just, like, constantly change. Oh, psychedelic. That would be great. Then I could go to the disco that is being held by all the other fish and albatross. i could put up on the dance floor be like yo look at this i would be an albatross that's mm. what i've decided why because it's massive and i like being they big. are huge and it can fly and i mean what predators does why it don't have? you just be a giraffe giraffes are bigger it can't f- giraffe can't fly <laughs> i just said because it can fly and it's massive <laughs> <laughs> Miss the fly part. Not gonna lie. <laughs> so yes, I want to be able to fly. I just thought then I looked out and I saw a pigeon shout, sh- um, shielding itself from the rain under one of the trees. Shouting. 
showed no shielding itself. <laughs> and I thought, oh, actually, I think I'd like to fly. I think that's. I think I'd prefer that because I, I can swim now. I could be an octopus, kind of. I could go and try. I couldn't try you have to a fly. Vertebrae. For you to be an octopus, you'd have to turn into like. I could do that in the water. <laughs> Just stick some That's extra so arms on. For the people listening to this in the future and not seeing what's going on right now on screen. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> so and yes, Dumb- Dumbo does have a chance to fly Super Fraggle. Did, does Dumbo have hands? No. Wait. No. They have. Wait. We discussed they have two elbows. We all Two know knees. the footprints in the butter. The joke, don't we? So, no. Oh, now I'm going to have to remember it, aren't I? There was something to do with um, how do you know if an elephant's been in your fridge? That was it. Yeah, how do you know if an elephant's been in your fridge because there's footprints in? How your do butter. I know? If- oh, I clicked the wrong one. But anyway, we. <laughs> I've just. <laughs> I just showed um, freedom from Mars's thing. I was clicking on, so Dumbo is in with a chance too. That was what. That's, <laughs> that, that that was. That's an old joke. It's not a joke. It's not very funny, but you know. What the hell? <laughs> okay, okay. Right. So, so we are we are definitely pushing past the time we were going to stop. But we are. We've gone uh, a bit hysterical, to be fair today. I, I think it's the weather. <sighs> I don't know. I de- I I think it's the weather. Oh man. But, uh... <laughs> yes, anyway, so, everybody, um, summary, in summary, yes. before we finish, everybody needs to go and listen to uh, Give That Wolf a Banana by a band <laughs> that was in Eurovision. And <laughs> From they were, Eurovision. They were, they were called, called Subwolfer. Which is brilliant. <laughs> and it's, it's right. Oh, Freddie, there's a band for you. So, there's only one song they've done, but watch it. Just watch that video. It's It's... Absolutely amazing, um, and watch the. Euro- there's a there's an official video of it as well, where they're from the moon as well. Did I tell you that? Yes. Yeah, they're from the moon. Said that. Yeah. And a trillion anyway, downloads on YouTube. With a trillion, ten trillion. Thank you very much. Ten trillion. Ten oh, trillion downloads on YouTube. My bad. My bad. So every yes. human on the planet has downloaded it a hundred million times. Is that right? No, that's if yes. we've got ten billion, isn't it? I mean, I've watched it a few times. I think I'm getting up there. A hundred billion. Shall we stop? I think I'll join. We, we should definitely show. Hello, everyone. <laughs> We're now at the end of our show. Thank you all for joining us in Twitch chat live from chatting with us. Thank you to everyone who's listening to us on the podcast platform of your choice in the future. As a reminder, last week's podcast is now live on the podcast of your choice. And uh, you can... Uh, if you want to listen to our older, serious, more developer-related podcasts, which have literally nothing like this show whatsoever that we've done today, um, you can visit our website on www.dnistream.live. Our current podcasts also get posted there as well. Um, all our social media, Discord, and everything else is on there too. And uh, you can find us on Spotify, etc. If you uh, and probably other every other podcaster catcher on the planet as well. Uh, and don't forget forget to follow our Twitch channel down there. Yes. And as a reminder, we are here every Monday, 6 p.m., to discuss anything, which apparently is now going to take on the trends of hands and paws and tentacles. 
apparently this seems to be an ongoing thing but we're here at 6 p.m british summertime and we have to do a say bye-bye for those of you who have shown up big hearts to you and just as a reminder you can catch me tuesdays through thursdays on my stream because i am streaming again and it's great yay i've actually played a game where i'm dismembering humans nice what's the point in games if you're not dismembering humans so are you cutting hands off i i'm i'm i am i'm you're cutting hands, hands off, off arms off and legs Tentacles. and heads well that they get ground up um when i'm making the steak and the meat pies that rings bells i feel like i've heard that what game is it ravenous delights or something along like that my brain just completely forgot the second part but it's it's ravenous something or other and it's basically based like on penny dreadful things but we're now again we're embracing the tangent (laughs) everyone's making hand puns now in in chat uh it's quite disarming Mm -hmm. Uh, well that that, uh, hang on Uh, no it's going too quick i can't let's go Love you, everybody. All that's left for us to do is say bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye.